You're listening to Wonderland, episode 17, And They Lived. Welcome back to another episode of Wonderland, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Don't unsubscribe yet because we've got cool <laughs> stuff coming still. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I'm Aaron. And joining us is a very, very special and very beautiful guest. <laughs> I'm just Jenny. You all know me. <laughs> just Jenny. <laughs> just Jenny. Just As we talk about the finale episode... I am so happy to have Jenny back, and I hope you're happy, too. You better be happy. She's my wife. You better be happy she's here. Well, <laughs> we're all happy. <laughs> <laughs> be happy. But what a great series this has been. And I have to say series because it is no more. They're yeah. not doing it anymore after this. Yeah. Which, <laughs> uh, just to refresh, that was the original plan, yes? Pretty much, yeah. They did say this season would be a self-contained season. But if they got renewed for a second season, they had ideas of what they'd want to do. Yeah. But let's face it. Renewing Wonderland would have been like stealing water from the Well of Wonders <laughs> for a show whose time has passed. <laughs> it ran its course. Oh, no. I think if they renewed it, it would be really fun to follow a different couple. I think it'd be fun to follow Will and... And Anastasia. True. Yeah, that would be fun. And also, maybe the Jabberwocky could play into it, too. But this is all conjecture. They're not going to do it. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Not at this time. So, in one word, tell me what you thought of this finale episode. It was beautiful. Oh, you stole my word. Uh, uh, <laughs> that word wasn't yours to steal. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. One word pop quiz is not fair. I wasn't prepared for this. I wasn't set up for this. Oh, I'm going to say beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say appropriate. Yeah. I like, I'm going to steal yours too. <laughs> That's two words, Jeremy. Well, okay. Darn it. Can I just sign my name to like on a card <laughs> that you give to somebody? I think this was a beautiful, beautiful episode as well. That was two words. Well, yeah, one same word used twice because Jenny used it too. So nice. Same twice. But let's talk about this episode and some of the things that are highlights from it and great points to bring out because, yeah, we can theorize about certain things, but with the season, with the show no longer going on, everything from here on out would just be pure conjecture. We'll never receive confirmation. We will have some unanswered questions, of course, but any show ends up with unanswered questions. So let's start talking with where we picked up with this episode is just completing this spell with the eyes glowing and Jafar gets his great power. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which up to this point in the show has been stated as changing the laws of magic, which I don't think is exactly what happened. What do you think did happen then? I think... They managed to work around the laws of magic 
or exceed them or however you want to put it. But the laws of magic did not change. Simply Jafar and Amara were able to break them. And even that was a little weak because it could be undone pretty easily, whatever they did. Well, I wouldn't exactly say it was easy. Well, okay. Well, there were, we saw two different ways it could be undone during this episode. It was, it ended up being more like a curse. Oh yeah. Yeah. Rather than, Hey, magic has changed. Anybody who can do magic can do these things because the laws have changed. So anarchy, although it is how you managed to bring Jenny back. (laughs) (laughs) Does Jenny mean resurrection? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So there's Anastasia. Nope. (laughs) Jenny just means pale skinned. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We won't discuss that, though. So during this scene, though, Jafar seems to have really decided he likes those glass shards. Yeah. He tries to use it again. I thought it was interesting that it's a looking glass that was being used as a weapon Mm. for this series. That is interesting. That's good. So instead of through the looking glass, it's the looking glass through you. (laughs) (laughs) Death by looking glass. This series was made in Mother Russia. (laughs) (laughs) When, When the Sultan came, I was hoping there would be something else that he might do. Although he did, in some ways, help stop what was about to happen with that piece of glass. Yeah, he did. But he he said then to Jafar, Love was not something that I could just give to you, Jafar. You had to earn it. He didn't let him. I know. Killed him. Yeah. He was a pretty big jerk, actually. In a way, this is true and false. What he it said. Is. And even just before that, he said the way to show true power is with mercy. He had none. <laughs> no, he didn't. But he did say he learned from his ways. Uh, not enough. Well, but he, since we've known him as, as an older gentleman, he has not done anything like that. He's been in a cage, though. He's verbally rubbed Jafar's face in it, which, yes, well, Jafar but... is evil, but... <laughs> The, there was no uh, no repentance or regret in him for what he did. That's true. So I think that his role, I'm going to use your word for the show, appropriate. <laughs> I think he he served his purpose. <laughs> uh, I was surprised that that was that he ended so quickly. Did he? Wouldn't he have come back at the end? They didn't show that because if everything Jafar did was undone, well, Jafar killed him. That was so not outside dead. and. I, I'll bring this up now, too. They, they recently, when they recite the laws of magic, they list three. And I was thinking, didn't Wonderland state four? But that was laws of a genie. The fourth one was that the genie couldn't kill. But obviously, people can kill with magic. Right. So right. Jafar could have killed with magic regardless, presumably. So that wouldn't reverse. And we could even question, well, would the sultan even still be alive is Jafar somehow preserving his life with magic? Mm. So would he have just died from old age anyway? I don't huh. think so. Probably not. I think they, I don't think, which, and this is rare for a Once Upon a Time character. I don't think that Jafar or his father were any unnatural age. I think they just were them. Yeah. When I saw um, Jafar crying, I I thought that he was going to be satisfied mm-hmm. with how his dad was saying 
I love you. It's all <laughs> fake, but I love you. Yeah. He was saying that part, but... It was actually kind of beautiful what his dad was saying. Yeah, it was. It was just gross in that a he weird was way. kind of being induced and forced into saying yeah. that. Yeah. And and it seemed... I felt like I might have liked to see it written a little differently because it seemed like his memory had been erased. I would have liked to hear him say some things a little bit more like acknowledging how things had been, but being more like, how could I have been so blind? Of course I love my son. Yeah. And instead of just... Yeah. But maybe that's what it's like, because it's kind of a curse. He's just like, oh, I'm so proud of you, yeah. and I love you. <laughs> it's like Jafar took his gurgle. free will away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's super creepy. I was happy, though, like, not happy with his ill motives, but I would have been disappointed if that had been his only motive, was to make his father love him, because yeah. then, like, what did he do to achieve that? Like, that's pretty intense. <laughs> right. Um, so then when he went all crazy cakes on him, I was like, okay, <laughs> this is the Jafar that we know and yep. either love or don't love. And was, this makes way more sense, like drowning his father the way that his father drowned him. And Was that his entire motive the entire time? Probably. See, he said that. Yeah. And this is terrible. But <laughs> after all those years and all that effort, I feel like... Someone like Jafar, I'm not saying I wanted to see this or that it should have happened, but someone like Jafar, I feel, would have probably made his father suffer a little longer. Yeah. A little more, like, made it a more dramatic murder. I don't want that, but, you know. Yeah, remember, though, when Jafar, as a boy, went to Amara's house, he said that he wanted to take revenge on mm -hmm. the sultan. That's mm -hmm. true. He didn't just want love. Yeah, but that could have looked like all kinds of things. And when he was done killing his dad... He said, oh, where was I? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like well, no that... big deal. Just <laughs> killed my dad. <laughs> As they do. Well, yeah. so much of this first part of the episode, Jafar seems like a kid that has discovered that he can do whatever he wants while his <laughs> parents are gone. Now that Jafar's parent is, parents are both gone, he's running around like the spoiled brat. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> he, he found his mom's paint set. <laughs> and the walls. And the walls, yeah. <laughs> In fact, that's where he goes next, speaking of painting the walls. <laughs> oh. <laughs> A Jabberwocky shade. Oh. That was that's so purple. strange and unexpected. It was. It, but it was the only good thing he did with his power. True. I to didn't like that. They had started. You didn't like that? I felt bad for the Jabberwocky. Well, I felt bad too, but she's a bad woman herself. Yeah. She is, but she like she helped the good guys. She did. Like we can't deny that she helped the good guys. She did. And then and then and we don't really know what her motives were in helping the good guys because they ended her in the first 5 minutes of this episode and we have no idea whatever happened to her. I guess she's just sticking into that she's wall. Dark in a dark hallway. I mean, I almost imagine the White King and the White Queen get back to Wonderland and they're ruling and they finally have to throw somebody in the dungeon. They take them down there like, oh my gosh, there's a Jabberwocky <laughs> on the wall. Um, <laughs> do we leave her there? How do we move her safely? I guess well, she just remember, has to be there. That is in Jafar's castle. So nobody's probably going to go in it. Well, but Jafar, Jafar's castle was the Red Queen's castle. No, it was no. different. 
Th- this is but the red queen. This is the red. Okay, yeah. I yeah. missed that somewhere. Yes, he destroyed it, but not really that destroyed. He kind of just <laughs> rebuilt it oh, or I something see. and redecorated slightly. Magicked up a new one. Yes. I think the actress who plays the Jabberwocky just did a really good job at like looking creepy, vulnerable <laughs> in oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Well, and in the last episode and in this episode, she looked vulnerable. She seemed genuinely uh, afraid. And yeah. like even when he came in, she seemed afraid. She didn't seem her normal self until then she like kind of tried to feel around in his head for fear. And then when she couldn't, that's when she kind of got afraid again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yeah, what's different between Jafar and Will, because she looked around in Will's head and couldn't find any fear. <laughs> but Will, of course, posed no threat. Jafar does, and Jafar is bent on revenge and letting out his anger. Yeah. yeah. He's a constant double-crosser, too, I might add. Well, she double-crossed him first. It's true. Yeah, she... I don't know. That that whole thing. That's still... I talk about that every time. They're, they'll take some character that murders and murders and then try to make us feel sorry for them in, like, one scene. And they're too good at it, and I just think that it's a little <laughs> bit messed up. They really should have had her menace or growl or something from the wall so at least we wouldn't feel like oh he left her poor defenseless jabberwocky who kills people's babies she belongs on the wall somewhere it's fine we should probably i should probably get over it i felt sad too and i was like why do i feel sad for the jabberwocky i'm gonna say again she did not actually kill the baby she didn't but she would have but she said she wouldn't have mercy on the baby (laughs) the baby (laughs) so i guess she doesn't have true power she doesn't show mercy. Back at the rabbit's house, which is quickly becoming the Museum of <laughs> Wonderland Battles. Right, now we have oh, matching look. blood stains on the carpet. Percy, <laughs> calm down. Seriously, who needs a photo album when you got this? Look, kids, here's where Alice almost died. And, ooh, look, here's where Cyrus' <laughs> spleen fell out. Percy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Did that we know great. his name was Percy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It sounded familiar, but we I couldn't. We don't know Mrs. Rabbit's name, though. Whoopie. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whoopie. Whoopie. Uh, why did they take Cyrus all the way to the rabbit's house before treating him? Maybe it was their one safe house. I guess it was like, well, he's not getting any debtor. We might as well do this anywhere we want. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. And, and Amara, I still, I never figured out her motivation or her nature at all. Is she good? Is she bad? What the heck is she? Yeah. I guess she's she- good in as far as it serves her purposes yeah. she and made big mistakes raising um jafar i think if she had raised him a raising lot, jafar yeah she pretty much raised him well that's what she taught him i mean jafar he was, he was a nice <laughs> jafar okay and you're he right was it's a so nice, creepy <laughs> he was a nice he was a nice man at one point but then she got him to kill someone for the lit or let someone die for their liver and then everything just kind of Ladies, Poof, there's bad Jafar. I'd like to give you some advice. If you ever find yourself semi-immortal, unaging, do not raise yourself a love interest. It's just creepy. <laughs> it is creepy. I think her perspective this whole time has been the end justifies the means. She wants to rescue her sons, undo the mistake that they made, and her pay the price for it. And she's willing to make and pay any other price along the way. But why did she, like, stomp all over Jafar's life, pretty much, and turn she him need- into a bad guy? She needed him to be just, like, 
just like in once proper rumple needed regina to be desperate enough to enact the curse she needed him to be desperate enough to and evil enough to want to change the laws of magic so that he would follow through and find her sons for her why didn't she just explain it all and say can you please help me (laughs) (laughs) that that would be a good story (laughs) maybe she sensed his selfishness it wouldn't have been hard and maybe she was one who always believed she needed some dark, sinister something or other to fuel her magic. She did like snakes a lot. Right. Well, and we talked about this last week, how we know that she was familiar with magic. We know that she knew the creepy well kid and taught the boys magic. So she might not have been on the up and up, even though she seems really nice now. Yeah. Um, I was, I actually was trying to figure out how, why she was being so nice to the white rabbit. And I was like, she doesn't even know him. And then I'm like, Oh, she kind of tortured him when she was in the staff. True. Um, so oh. maybe she's just trying to make up for that now. Cause she was very like <laughs> kind to them. She wasn't, she was very um, genuine with the rabbits when she was in their house. It, it seemed. Yeah. She seemed a lot softer in that scene. Speaking of that staff, <laughs> they never told us how she got out. Yeah. That's one of the unanswered questions. Yeah, that is a big unanswered question. Yeah. I'm going to guess that's just something that I had to leave on the editing floor. If there's Fail. not time, we say rewrite and reshoot. Don't just cut it out. I mean, you could have cut out the wedding too, but that would have been dumb. And everybody <gasps> knows that. It's <gasps> <laughs> great. So, Maybe we'll get to find out. When the Blu-rays come out. <laughs> All I can conclude is that Amara just let herself be the staff, even though she didn't have to be. And and that makes her... Well, let's just say I'm glad Alice didn't have to deal with her as a mother-in-law for very long. There could have been some really messy Especially Thanksgivings. she needed a liver. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, speaking of the Blu-rays, if you would like to purchase them when they're available, they're not available yet. But I do guess that they'll be available probably in August 2014, maybe even as early as June or July. But we'll have a link for that that you'll eventually be able to use, which will be wonderlandpodcast.com slash season one. And yes, I'm going ahead and labeling it season one just in case we come back later on and they decide, hey, we've gotten so many mushrooms mailed to us that we've decided to come back for a season two. So So many snakes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I am sick of these snakes. And this, anyway, so go to wonderlandpodcast.com slash season one. And when it's available, you'll be able to purchase that from Amazon. And we'd really appreciate it if you purchase it through our link and purchase thousands of dollars of other cool stuff, too. And we'd appreciate it. <laughs> and digital copies are available now. Yes. Yes. You can get them through Hulu, through iTunes, through Amazon Prime. But if you really want the disc set. Right. Then you got to wait for that, for the extras and all of the cool commentary and whatever they put on it. Maybe some Easter eggs. Yeah. Hint, hint, ABC. (laughs) (laughs) Next is... Jafar and Anastasia sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N. Why do they have to do that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes. And she at least didn't seem entirely like her memory was lost with her little magic change of heart. She at mm-hmm. least sort of acknowledged that she did love Will. She said, I love another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of it was all 
again, she was just like, oh, I love him, though. Not, you know, I, I didn't see it before, but now I do because it was more of a curse. Well, and the first time I saw her, I thought, uh-oh, Jafar probably made her love him. Really? Yeah. I was afraid it wasn't really her somehow. And I don't even I know what the too. point was because I thought they would show her wake up, but they didn't. I was just afraid she would come back different, like Daniel did in Once Proper. <laughs> she comes in. And that's kind of a theme. <laughs> that's kind of a theme in some of these like supernatural sci-fi fantasy shows where like, yeah, maybe you can bring back the dead, but they'll never be the same. So I was kind mm-hmm. of afraid that they were going to, you know, it's the same writers for a lot of the shows. So right that they were going to kind of pull something like that. So I was glad that it was just that she loved Jafar, but ew. Um, Anna kissing Jafar kind of reminded me of like the Disney animated Jasmine Jafar kiss. Like so gross. (laughs) Basically Jafar kissing anyone is gross. It was so bad that it literally (laughs) raised the dead out of their graves. (laughs) And those those dead were not buried very deep. <laughs> no, they were not. And if you were buried and you were brought back to life, wouldn't you just die again? Yeah. I think it'd be very difficult to dig your way out of your grave. Maybe they were giving, like, super strength. <laughs> maybe they died several times. Or maybe they were the buried with shovels. Y- yes. In their arms. Maybe. In their armor. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. You never know. <laughs> you might need this in a few years. <laughs> You know, I was actually wondering whose army that was. Yeah, because they were all soldiers. They were. My guess would be maybe soldiers who tried to defeat Jabberwocky. Because remember, Tweedle, we'll call him dumb, (laughs) said that it took, what, 500 of the soldiers or hundreds of soldiers in order to capture Jabberwocky. Maybe Mm -hmm. all of these are those soldiers. Hmm, That could be. So they know fear. Yes. In some way. That might make them respect Jafar a little bit more. Which in hindsight, it's kind of like, really? It took a thousand people to get her behind (laughs) bars? Really? Yeah. That's why I didn't want her to look so vulnerable because I was not buying it by the end of that. I still thought she was an interesting character, but. While our good guys are in the woods with Alice, Cyrus, Amara, I was thinking that Amara just is so calm and collected, recognizing that this is her time to pay the price. And she fully accepts the responsibility and the fact that she has to be the one to pay the price to fix this, undo this, and that she was in many ways responsible for this. In some ways responsible Hmm. for it. Interesting. Or at least the solution was with her. Right. Yeah. She never seemed to want... Like, she never asked Cyrus and his brothers to go to save her in the first place. And when they did, she was very, you know, disturbed at what they had done. And she knew that there was going to be a price. So I don't think that it was ever in her plans originally for them to pay that price. So I think, of course, she would have wanted to make right on that. All because she raised her sons to be street rats. (laughs) and here again of course alice says we have to split up she says that in almost every single episode 
<laughs> oh my, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I started noting the words. Like you oh, he said it again. I want someone out there to make a montage and put it on YouTube of all we the time. Split up. Mm-hmm. That'd and, be great. Yes. I'll do that for you. <laughs> I loved all the talk about the ring from Cyrus. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff said about love mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. So many great things. In fact, I would say for modern TV, I would say this finale has some of the best morals. And I, I know there are some dark and gray ones too, but <laughs> the way that they talk about love in this episode throughout this episode is just so beautiful, so real, yeah. but so what it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Jafar goes to make his loving speech oh, to <laughs> the soldiers. If anything or anyone gets in your way, the solution is the same. Whatever the obstacle, break it, burn it, kill it, bring Wonderland to its knees! I couldn't help but be um, distracted by the fact that he was not facing his guards when he was talking to them. He's like walking among them and not looking any of them in the face. I, just, I, didn't even I kept that. I kept getting distracted. I was like, "Why? Sure. Why is he not talking to them?" <laughs> and to put this scene in context, um, it was morning, and Jafar had not had his coffee yet, and that's what he was sending them after. <laughs> or at least that's how I sound when I need coffee. I don't know. You do occasionally Break say, it. "Bring Burn it to it. its knees." <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't quite get the motivation of the soldiers. I guess I don't have to because, well. I suppose Alice referenced them in the same breath as his father and Anastasia. So I suppose he made them serve him because it doesn't make sense. It's like, well, you may have defended at least part of Wonderland before, but now I want you to bring it to its knees. Hmm. And they're like, okay. Well, if you can use your new magical powers to make someone love you. Right. Then remember, love can also, in a way, mean loyalty. And it's a good thing that he got the type of love right. Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't think all those guards chasing him would have been quite what he wanted. I love you! I didn't understand how the guards found Amara so quickly when they're not magical. Wonderland is huge. And Jafar, at that point, had absolutely no idea where they were going. Maybe they all had forget-me-nots. Well, there were a I lot mean, of guards. Blossom found. It's possible they, they took the land They said, let's split up. Let's split up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, they did. But that had to be edited out. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of fast traveling in this episode. Well, if you've got a carpet, you can travel really fast. That's true. And yeah, why weren't they using the carpet to get to the well? They used it to get to the rabbit's house. (laughs) That's true. Wouldn't that have made more sense? It probably would have. (laughs) Maybe it's like a one-time use thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I was wondering why, sorry to jump back, but in the scene in the woods with Alice and Cyrus and Amara, um, Amara said something about the sun being in the sky when they returned the water to the well. And I wondered why that was, why the sun had to be in the sky to give the water back. That was the signal. Right. Okay. So that was just their, their signal. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with when they had to return the water. That line actually bugged me a little bit too, simply because it sounded very, um, what's the word? 
It sounded very much like it was out of a storybook, but it didn't match the way they talked most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of true. It was like, it was like oh, poetic. However, slightly out of character, but that's okay. <laughs> Apparently it could be confusing as well, though. Well, Alice gave a very bold, different uh, fight or call to arms with her soldiers. What comes next is difficult. I won't lie to you. It will be dangerous. Anyone who's afraid has every right to leave now, and I encourage you to do so. Because what's at stake is too important to leave in the hands of those who are unsure. You must be resolute. You must be brave. You must be strong. For tonight, we don't just fight for ourselves. We fight for the ones that are waiting for us to come home when it's all over. We fight for the ones that we love. We fight for our home. We fight for Wonderland. That's a lot better than break it, burn it, kill it, bring Wonderland to its knees. Yes, pretty good. Uh, My two quibbles (laughs) were that she told everyone who was afraid to leave. Most of the time when these things are examined, it's concluded that bravery does not equal fearlessness. You might have some, you might be afraid, but you do it anyway. That's bravery. So I might, I might disagree with that one. But uh, then there's the cheer at the end. You were wondering how the soldiers found them without magic. There you go. (laughs) They all yelled through the woods and then Amara and (laughs) Cyrus are like, oh, listen to that roar. Alice is really great, isn't she? (laughs) Oh, crap. They found us. (laughs) That part I knew since they were right near near the castle and then they're screaming and she's talking loud up in a tree. Mm-hmm. That part I knew that's why they found them. It was Amara I didn't know how they found. I really liked that speech though. I did not think Alice had that in her and I'm glad to see that she – like I wish I would seen that kind of leadership in her from the beginning. I think it would have made me like her character a little bit better than I do. Not that I don't like her character, just – would have moved her up the rankings, I think. <laughs> yeah, she was the leader that Wonderland needed and deserved. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's Batman. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get to see Amara kicking some serious butt and being very creative with <laughs> assisted re suicide, sort of. What? <laughs> Well, oh, oh, right, right, right. Keep in mind, these soldiers have already died once. So See, does that make it okay to kill them again with their own swords? Both times <laughs> that I watched it, I forgot at that part and then thought of it later because of something else. Like, oh, wait, the why people she killed were dead already. Why wasn't Cyrus, like, horrified? Uh, well, Brother, what'd you just do? Yeah. He said... They were going to kill them, oh, yeah. though. Yeah, he did, he did say, say we, we warned, warned them. them. Yeah. So he was... <laughs> In on it. And yeah, my thought was that it's disturbing, but really a lot simpler than having to go around and kill them all yourself. Because that's what happens in a battle that's successful. They end up killing everybody, only they have to actually do the stabbing. <laughs> so I I don't know. It yeah, it was a bit more disturbing, but I don't think any of them were going to change their minds and be like, Oh, you've killed five of the other soldiers. And I've actually had a change of heart, so I'm going to let you live. That wasn't going to happen. So it was, again, you know, one way or the other. It's still funny to me that Jafar sent human soldiers that were zombies 
But still. But not zombies, but zombies. After Amara, who to begin with had more power than him and then got the same amount as him and thought that they would be able to capture her. (laughs) It clearly wasn't a very well thought through plan. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. See, (laughs) the fatal flaw in all of this is that the laws of magic are there partially to keep stories from going crazy because with two people who can break the laws of magic at this point, we probably have a lot of how it should have ended moments. Now, the better thing... Now, okay, maybe we can assume that Amara couldn't do anything to Jafar and vice versa. Maybe that's like a new law of this particular power because otherwise... Why didn't Amara make Jafar love her? Right. Why didn't she change the past so that, oh, I don't know, Cyrus never stole the water? Good point. So little things like that are why the laws of magic exist in our stories. And the whole point of the show was to eventually break the laws of magic. She could have gone back even further than that. And she could have gotten out of the house that was burning. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I think, though, I think, though, with changing the past and I I have this like for later, but it's kind of come up in conversation now. Yes. The, The thing is that. When you change the past, you can't just change one event. So, like, because every event affects the other. So if, for instance, they had, you know, she had done that, gone out, gone, gotten out of the house, then nothing would be, nothing that we know of would have happened. <gasps> and Alice all. would not. Alice have... wouldn't know Cyrus. True. Right? So maybe she was having a little more forethought. So even the same later when Jafar is saying, I'm going to make you like never have met Cyrus. Well, buddy, maybe then you never would have found him. Absolutely. You never would have been able to change the laws of magic. And you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> He's just reckless, reckless, power hungry renegade. <laughs> yeah. And this is all assuming that somehow paradoxes aren't a thing. Because I used to go in circles in my mind and say, but if you change the past and this and this and this, and then you wouldn't have done this, but then that means you wouldn't have changed the past, which means this would have happened. And it's a paradox. But a lot of uh, stories these days seem to throw out one-liners that negate any kind of paradox effect. So I guess he wasn't too worried about that. <laughs> you create the past that actually happened yes that's the that either that or you created a parallel universe not in his case <laughs> well <laughs> yeah i don't think either of those are what he was talking about it's kind of interesting because yeah he could have totally destroyed his own plan it is the yeah. one law of magic he didn't actually break True. because he did break the others he made anastasia love him he made his father love him and he brought Anastasia back to life. He brought all of those soldiers back to life. So he used those, but he never changed the past. Because mm-hmm. he was afraid to then, after Alice was done with him. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of Alice, when she's there with Jafar, I did wonder, why didn't he just use his magic to make her love him or at least tell him oh. what she knew about Amara's plan? Yeah. Yep. Lots of woulda, coulda, shouldas if you can break the laws of magic. (laughs) I think he, it's obvious that like he wanted to make her suffer. Yeah. Because otherwise, like she's not really even important anymore, other than that he wants to find Amara. And 
you know, his soldiers seemed to do okay without magic. So I'm pretty sure if he had just gone for a stroll, he would have been able to find her with magic. Um, but he's like, he's, he's now the Jabberwocky. Like he's now feeding off the fear because why else would he want to even change the past? Because it doesn't affect Alice. It doesn't affect him anymore. He are, he's already got what he wants. So why would he even want to torture her like that? Right. Other than just cause he's evil. Just the delight of it. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> because he's evil. That's why <laughs> that's going to be the answer to so many things because he's evil. <laughs> I like that we got uh, kind of one last taste of the Red Queen, thanks to Jafar's yeah. little curse. She always has had spirit. Making snide comments at Alice. I like how fearless Alice was in that situation. She just doesn't care. She's still Alice, and she's not afraid of him, which is amazing because he's like the most powerful being on Earth at that time. Yeah. And she has hope and believes in their love. Mm -hmm. I loved the message of faith in this episode because Alice had to have really strong faith in their love. Mm -hmm. And believing in something you can't really touch or see is really hard. I loved that they kind of put that on display. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is faith, really, Mm -hmm. both from religious Christian definitions as well as regular secular definitions, basically believing something that you can't quite prove mm-hmm. can't feel physically, can't touch yeah you physically can't prove it it's just something you know i loved jafar's line it's so hard to resurrect good health these days <laughs> <laughs> that was that was probably his funniest line in the whole series what do you think <laughs> yeah yeah, easily. And that's what would re- what reminded me both times that oh yeah, the other soldiers were dead once too. <laughs> well, then we get uh, while this is happening is this showdown starts at the Well of Wonders, mm-hmm. and I liked that we did finally get to see some emotion from Amara right before she's about to do this because pretty much everything else she's been happy to see her sons and just so serious about this is what needs to be done yeah and no emotion and then here at this last moment she starts to tear up a little bit that's funny because i had the opposite reaction she just kind of looks at that cyrus like well and then she walks toward the well i'm like what are you doing woman you didn't even say goodbye to your son and then he grabs her and yeah then there was some emotion she still never said goodbye she just kind of was like Maybe hmm. maybe her experience with Jafar has taught her not to wear her emotions on her sleeve. Yeah. Like living with Jafar as her tutor. Yeah, she has been putting her poker face on every day. <laughs> she's been pretty used to being a wooden staff, really. So maybe she's <laughs> maybe she's used to just looking at people and not doing anything and not emoting and then yeah. just like turning because Jafar turned. <laughs> I think maybe she also realized that she was taking way too long to like slowly remove her cloak, which I don't know why she had to do that. Well, she's going and, swimming. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, and then she's like, oh yeah, I'm like, time is of the essence. I, maybe I need to just walk to this well. And then like, oh no, heartfelt goodbye. So that Jafar <laughs> has just enough time to get there yeah. to stop me from jumping back into the well. Well, you know why she teared up? Cyrus grabbed her arm and she said, oh, that's right. I have an arm again. I get to die with all my appendages. This is good. 
so yeah, so he kills her in a way not too dissimilar to um ripping someone's shadow out. I thought the effect looked very similar. And then the water comes out and I was like that did it. But no, apparently being on the stone next to the well isn't good enough or is it? I couldn't tell. Nix was being a little bit coy about the whole thing by not appearing I think or it not was. say not yeah. <laughs> or well, hiding. She, she, she kind of knows the future, I think. <laughs> True. Yeah, maybe. She did maybe. hide as soon as Jafar showed up. She started lowering she did. just when Jafar came. And, or she was yeah. she was hiding for one reason or another. I felt like she was kind of like, oh, mortals. And she just <laughs> like, going to let this blow over. Uh, <laughs> and the rabbit. Jafar threw him. It's not nice oh, to throw rabbits. Yeah, he's always getting kicked around. <laughs> Poor rabbit. Uh, I thought I was glad for the way the scene resolved because... Cyrus goes to pick up this little bit of water and drop in the well and Jafar steals it and figures it out way too easily and I'm like Cyrus hit the ground and start batting at the water there's a whole lot more there you could put it back I don't know what's going on here and then turn I was like I think this counts they gave you the water what the heck but then yeah well Nick's <laughs> counted that as stealing from her not from Mm-hmm. Cyrus. Because what Cyrus said was, I returned this water to you, then he dropped it, then Jafar stole it. Right. So it was then her water yeah. yeah, as it was falling. Yeah. I feel like water's a very hard thing to keep track of. She might... No wonder she's so um, intense. <laughs> it's just, I mean, water. Um, Evaporation alone. Um, when Amara was walking towards Nyx, I thought that Nyx was going to hug Amara. <laughs> <laughs> and then absorb her. Yeah. Did you notice that? It no. looked like she was going to hug her. She did start raising her arms. Yeah. yeah. I I wouldn't say that they were out toward Amara, but <laughs> they were starting Come to raise. To me. <laughs> or she was like, say. "Why are you moving so slow?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. I have to say that is how you open a portal. Like that kind of made up for all of the really poor portal location choices that have been made in this series if you have to blast out of the ground every time why not do it right in front of your enemies Mm -hmm. yeah i wonder if the rabbit even knew that was the spot to go or if it was just coincidence probably coincidence i think coincidence ish destiny guided him there maybe that's what it was (laughs) well alice alice seemed to know that jafar was going to steal the water so Hmm. she might have foreseen this a little bit i just i think that was a trick like that was the whole idea was to trick jafar into stealing water from the knicks well in either way that's why they said we did it instead of knicks did it yeah right they tricked jafar or maybe just all the pieces came together in her mind at the moment is to realize oh we almost succeeded with our original plan but hey now there's a new thing that just happened i just put this piece together and yeah wow this worked. We did it. I was afraid that the white rabbit was going to be dead. Oh, yeah. He took, it is not nice to throw people. <laughs> he, he took quite a, quite a tumble there. Yeah. yeah. And or, he came back looking so like hurt. 
and pathetic. He was okay. At least it was finally over. Mm -hmm. Big congratulations to everyone who successfully predicted that Jafar would become a genie. Well, it has to happen. Yeah, Yeah. it had to happen. It was part of the Aladdin story. (laughs) And another part of the Aladdin story that I liked seeing happen was that Jafar's lamp was black. Yeah, that was Mm. cool. Very so he yeah. finally has the itty bitty living space. Uh-huh. I kept saying that during the episode. <laughs> and <laughs> might I add, with the uh, with the trademark zap away of the lamp or bottle or whatever it was, it was a lamp, right? It, it, bottle, bottle. Okay, uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised if we someday see a certain black bottle in once proper. Mm. That could be really cool. Yeah, crossover. <laughs> but then Anastasia died again. Yep. Yeah. Which I kind of at some point thought might happen. And then I thought the same thing. And then I was like, oh, I bet you I know what's going to happen. And then it did. You know what I'm confused about, though, is why Cyrus didn't die. Because. Well, he killed him with glass. It wasn't magic. He killed him with glass. But she healed. She him. was yeah, healed, she healed with part of oh. that power. But was so, it that power, or was it just because he wasn't dead? Was right. he not? He was, no, he wasn't I would dead say yet. No, she was healing him. Then why did yeah. she? Why did she think she needed to help Jafar in the first place? Then he held that over her because Jafar was going to let him die. Right. So it was a, a thing of he's dying and. Well, that's what Jafar did. I guess if he were dead, then Whoopi Rabbit wouldn't have been going on and on about what she needed to heal him Mm -hmm. because, yeah, she's not in the habit of creating undead, I don't think. Oh, look, kids, that's where Cyrus's spleen (laughs) fell out. (laughs) At the same time as all of this is happening at the Well of Wonders is when we get this beautiful, beautiful moment happening back at the castle with Anastasia, Will, and just before Alice goes and before the rabbit rescues her but what will said what say you fetch me a jug of water <laughs> what's that about <laughs> or wine wine would have been okay too yeah, a jug of wine it, it just, classy it, just, it, it made me think that that was you know from something else like it was supposed to remind us of something else or like i don't know it just it sounded like like it should have been a line somewhere else <laughs> that that they were just tossing in there to make us laugh yeah I thought it was funny that Jafar left those three alone. Yeah. It's like, okay, you've got one pretty well secured, but Alice is just kind of tied to the chair, and Anastasia is simply cursed. Yeah. She's just free and walking about. He's reckless. He doesn't really think. <laughs> I guess not. But it was beautiful. What, mm-hmm. And I know I'm using that word a lot. And it's very appropriate for this episode. Just call it beautiful. <laughs> but so wonderful what Will said about the true nature of love. You had real love once, and you know it's not that simple. It can be. No, it's messy. It means arguing and making up and laughing and and crying and struggling, and sometimes it doesn't seem worth it. But it is. And at the end, when you're in love, no matter what happens, you forgive each other. I forgive you, Rana, for what you did to me. Because I love you. Again, so beautiful explaining what love actually is, not portraying this fairy tale idea of happily ever after, no Mm -hmm. conflicts ever. I can't live without you. Pretty realistic. And the forgiveness, too. 
here Mm -hmm. is great to see him saying that. Because remember, Anastasia asked him for his forgiveness. She did. And he never gave it until now. Yeah. He He never voiced it. He never voiced it. He (laughs) kissed her, but he never voiced that he forgave her. Yeah. Well, I don't think he did forgive her before. No, he... he, Because he couldn't love her. Right. And forgiveness no, comes out of love. When he uh, got his heart back. Oh, yeah. yeah. He then he kissed time. her. Right before she, she died. Yeah. He was a... Well, no. Right before was she say, was kiss murdered. And stab, but he didn't stab her. <laughs> well, in this scene, he did stab her with love. By, oh, gosh. Or he stabbed a wall <laughs> Do you know with the power too, of his love. Both of their prominent kisses in this series were while he was restrained in some kind of prison. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and kissing through some kind of wall. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, true. Hey, that's the power of love. It goes beyond <laughs> prison walls. It goes beyond. Well, yeah, it was. I mean, he walls. reached through the shield. Yeah. He defeated magic with his love. Yeah. And then broke her curse, too. Yeah. yeah. With and the power true of love's love. kiss will yeah. break any curse. That's the... something that was said on Once Upon a Time. And we had the familiar rainbow pulse. Whoosh. <laughs> Yeah. Skidoosh. I first thought that the kiss didn't work. Really? When I saw it. Yeah, because how when she um, made him run into that wall and she was laughing, I at first thought, oh, it didn't work. And she's just toying with him now and rubbing it in. I guess when you're that happy to finally be alive, properly in love. And the person you love has their heart and can love you back. A little you. thing like hitting their head is is fine. It's just funny. <laughs> no cause for concern. She's been dead twice. Well, not at that point. She'd only been dead once then. But <laughs> uh, so I thought it was. I thought it was great. I loved how she said "Hiya, Alice." Like she had just <laughs> seen her for like like in a long time. Well, the. Curse is then broken. A lot of things start happening and we get to see this nice, you know, concentric circles coming out of Nix. And I really wanted to see Nix, not Nix, Nix <laughs> smile when she saw Alice and Cyrus together. Again. Ooh, I don't know if I could handle a smile from her. It, actually, the more I looked at it, the more it looked like there was maybe like just a slight smile instead of like the teenager oh i'm so annoyed with you right now look that she typically has i mean really that her look i can see that you see, say yeah. it looks kind of like a teenager that's yeah. just annoyed yeah, by yeah. Someone. yeah. you like stole bored. the waters now you're gonna serve the desires of others yeah <laughs> so well, bored with life she's kind of a i think she's just a dead person She's a puppet of the water. I wanted to see her smile, though. Well, she did I didn't. smile once, though. It'd be a when water, she, watery, creepy smile. When she yeah. turned, not in this episode, of course. No, oh. but when she turned the the brothers into genies, she sort of smiled. Oh, I didn't quite catch that. Hm. Yeah, but it was more like a mwahaha kind of smile. Do yeah. you know who could fill her position if she ever moved on? The this only from makes proper. No, April from Parks and Recreation. If you watch the show, maybe <laughs> nobody on this podcast does, but some people will will understand. <laughs> Just picture she... it, April Green, and with that look, because she pretty much has that look anyway. <laughs> she is right up there with creepiness, though, with the seer with yeah. the hands in her eyes from Once Proper. 
Yeah, maybe. She kind of talks the same. and Except she wasn't a little girl and she didn't have stitches over where her eyes should be. Right. Well, different character. Just well, <laughs> yeah, similar I, I, personality. I that. <laughs> I noticed something pretty symbolic. While Nyx was freeing uh, the three brother genies, the book about genies closed. Oh, oh. awesome. Very symbolic. Yeah. Interesting. I noticed when the brothers were reunited, they showed this more prominently. But at that same time, as this shockwave went out, is when one of the chess pieces fell over. Mm -hmm. That's very symbolic, too. And it was in Jafar's castle. And Jafar had fallen. Yeah. And it was the Hmm. king piece. Yep. Not the queen. Which it could have also been symbolic to have it be the queen piece. But it really looked like the king piece. Because the king king piece piece. usually has a cross on the top. And that's what this piece was. Right. And Cyrus just, of course, makes everything globalized with what he said. So all of this was for nothing. No, brother. It was for everything. <laughs> okay, that was very specific, Cyrus. <laughs> I, in fact, it actually made me, I wish they hadn't asked the question almost, especially if that's the answer they're going to give, because uh, what did broad. come out of all this? I don't I don't know if I understand what good things. I guess if we think of life without this happening, we have Cyrus and Alice alone because Cyrus wouldn't have been in Wonderland. We have Anastasia as the Red Queen and not reuniting with Will. Which that's, you know, if that's the main benefit that all the suffering that has come at the hands of Amara and Jafar, if that's all it brought about, it's pretty selfish to say it was everything. On the other hand, Wonderland would have been under the Red Queen's rule and still persecuted without all of this. So I guess there's that. But I don't I don't quite see everything. <laughs> yeah, and maybe it has ramifications that we can never really know maybe. what was changed, what was fixed. Maybe. But I want to take a moment to thank some people who have made this podcast possible because it was for everything <laughs> that you donated. Big thank you to Lisa Slack for donating to make this episode of Wonderland Podcast possible. We really appreciate the support. But hey, keep in mind, if you're thinking about donating to Wonderland Podcast, you can still do that by going to wonderlandpodcast.com slash sponsor. We will have some upcoming surprises for you. So don't unsubscribe from the podcast until we tell you to. We've got some cool things coming. But maybe you should you. become like an all powerful sorcerer and and take away their will to <laughs> unsubscribe. Un- to su- unsubscribe. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lisa, for helping support Wonderland Podcast. We now finally, I think, have our expenses covered for doing this podcast. Thank so thank you. you so much. Thanks, yes, thank Lisa. you. So then the scene that really gives me the most trouble with this episode, and I think I, we might all agree on this, is bringing back Anastasia. Yep. Broke their rules. Yes. Magic can't bring back the dead unless it's from the Well of Wonders. <laughs> well, do consider... Well, silly. <laughs> do consider this. Yes, there are these laws of magic that can't be broken, but combining the three genies... 
with powerful sorcery would allow you to break the laws of magic. Who made those genies in the first place? Oh, yeah. Nick's Nix. did. Nix. So does Nix maybe always have the ability to break the laws of magic? No. Well, apparently. But no. But yes. See, I wasn't... Let's good Nix be- that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of that in that form. <laughs> I wasn't good with them. Like, I'm happy that Anastasia's alive, but I wasn't good with them using magic to bring back the dead because that's like that exact quote is one of the principles of this series. You can't use magic (laughs) to bring back the dead. Dead is dead. But then just as we're talking about it, I do recall when, so they have said that magical waters flow beneath all of the realms so we know this from once proper that there's Lake Nostos, which has been featured in several once proper episodes. And the way Cora describes that is that the waters restore what was once lost. So in the episode Queen of Hearts, she said that this water has regenerative properties. It will restore magic to what remains of this wardrobe. So that's kind of like they're restoring life to what remains of anastasia interesting thought hmm yeah they're still breaking the rule but that's just kind of like that might help (laughs) me justify it a little bit you know now i'm thinking i'm wondering if if nix is even older or maybe second oldest than once upon a time's rolgorum because they seem alike well there's that they have like they seem they seem to have like the most magic of anyone yeah blue fairy was called the original magic Mm -hmm. and they're like the hall monitors of magic as well (laughs) yeah Yeah. so she should technically be neutral which we kind of saw in this episode she's the detention officer (laughs) she has a bit of a script when she has to you know it's like the miranda rights like yeah you you took what doesn't belong to you it's kind of like genies genies have a script that's true mistress mine (laughs) what it reminded reminded me of is actually the video how it should have ended for (laughs) thor where they make fun of the uh, the idea that Thor's father cast out Loki, like just like uh, repeated everything, just get over and you and you're cast out and all of this very quickly. And it seemed to me kind of similar to the way that Nix is just repeating the same thing. I almost <laughs> expected it to go a little bit faster, but uh, I, I like the way it turned out, except for this whole resurrecting Anastasia thing that that just doesn't quite sit with me. I loved how Will called Anna sleeping beauty. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. She looked the part. She look very much like Sleeping Beauty. And Anastasia does mean resurrection. So maybe just if you're named Anastasia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it's not Drizella. It's just Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Drizella. <laughs> but poor Anna. I mean, she's been dead twice in one day. And well, now she can finally sing along with Buffy. Hey, I died twice. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it must be bunnies. It must I, be I, bunnies. I don't know. <laughs> I feel quite alone in this podcast suddenly as a not Buffy aficionado. And I also butchered that word. <laughs> so, do you think she'll sleep or will she stay up all night? 
I feel like if I'd been dead twice in one day, I don't think I'd want to go anywhere near, you know, closing my eyes for a little while. What if I died again? She even was like, are you sure I have time to hear your long story? I just keep dying. <laughs> How long am I alive for this time? Is anyone going to change my love? I, You know, what's going to happen? Speaking of love, will er, Cyrus and Alice then go back to England, London, fictional London, and Victorian England. It's but then this so beautiful collection of scenes: the Loved wedding it. and it after was. the wedding. Because it stops smiling, my face hurts. <laughs> I love what Alice's father said. And it was so great to see him again and see conclusion to the story. But I want to thank you for proving to me that it was real. Wonderland. Forgiveness. Yeah. Oh, I liked that. <laughs> the whole thing. It's a, it's a confirmation that he remembers everything. Mm-hmm. And and they, they, didn't, they didn't overstate it. He remembers everything. They've... All the work they did at reconciling before still stands and they can kind of go forward on that. I love the way the scene was kind of set up too, because Alice looked more grown up maybe than we've seen her throughout the series in a way. And at the same time, there were toys all over the room. It was just kind of a contrast I felt was probably fairly intentional. Toys? I saw flowers. Well, there were also toys. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go... Stuffed animals and such. Just a little bit before that and talk about when the right rabbit said, um, timing is my speciality, Mm. which was kind of ironic because in Disney's cartoon version... The white rabbit was always running late and always fretting about running late. (laughs) Even in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, there was that time in the episode Forget Me Not where we got to see... The rabbit say, uh, sorry, I'm late, honey, Uh, honey, sorry, I'm late. uh Even in the trailer, (laughs) he says to Alice, looking at his watch, I think, he says, you're late. And then she says, chew, everybody's late. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I thought actually you made it in the pilot, I think. I think, yeah. I just remember it more from the trailer. Right. (laughs) Because who didn't watch the trailer for the show? Like 600 times. times. Or 600 times, you know. (laughs) I loved that Wonderlanders were at the wedding and Alice's mother-in-law looked just a little bit disturbed. Yeah, with the the whoopee rabbit sitting behind her. There was a talking rabbit officiating, and so they really couldn't invite too many people from outside Wonderland. (laughs) And a Tweedle. I loved seeing the Tweedle. Me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was great because he was rewarded then for his loyalty and yeah. for being the honest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the good Tweedle, and the sweet Tweedle, man. Tweedle D, sweet Tweedle. Yeah. Maybe he's the new babysitter too, because it did Maybe. seem like <laughs> Millie really liked him. Yeah, well, she yeah. likes the colors on his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Will's objection. I know. That was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> of course, like of course that happens. <laughs> I. I liked the way they did the scene with no dialogue. Mm-hmm. It seems so real and so candid. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, and what the rabbit said about love and marriage is again so beautiful, <laughs> so appropriate. <laughs> I believe this is the part where I'm supposed to say something about, for better or worse, in sickness and in health. 
But you've already been all those things, and you survived. Not even death could do you part. That's actually true for most of you here, isn't it? <laughs> so I guess that all that's left to say is what everyone here already knows. Cyrus and Alice, you two are now one, and you live happily ever after. You may kiss the bride. I love weddings. <laughs> it was weird seeing Anastasia in blue. Yep. In that scene. I liked it. The Red Queen it, has moved she, it on. It was good, but she wasn't in red and she wasn't in pink. So She it, looked more like mm-hmm. herself. Yeah, because yeah. the Red Queen's time was over, but Anastasia's wasn't. Yeah, she was acting more like herself, too. She was giggling and she was... <laughs> Yeah. Happy. Happy. And loving looks between Will and Anastasia, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of hit it towards, we're going to get married soon, too, you know? <laughs> if they weren't already. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that look kind of said, we should get married. <laughs> this is inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So then after this wedding is when we learn what Wonderland is really all about. Many people have come and gone from Wonderland, but only the most special ones ever discover what it's truly about. Finding love. Finding yourself. There's a second question about Wonderland she has gotten wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Remember her dad said, that clip you played about her dad, he he said, showing me that it is real. Wonderland? No. Forgiveness. (laughs) (laughs) I want to still talk about Wonderland. No, fighting herself. <laughs> She's failing her pop quizzes. That's awesome. That quote is very, it reminds me of um, just if you ever have to read Alice in Wonderland for any kind of like grown up English class at school, um, many of the themes that they talk about are just like um, kind of growing up and finding yourself and um, kind of like experiencing the world for the first time. So that's kind of interesting that that was the moral that he said is that Wonderland is about finding yourself because that's kind of what the whole point, like the whole underlying theme of the book is and the movies is that Alice is a little girl who doesn't know who she is. And then she travels and has her own adventures to kind of find out who she really is. So that was very a very good tie-in back to you know, the inspiration of this whole series. I'm remembering Tim Burton's version. And yes, I, I totally agree. I love that message. Was this uh, the first time we saw Will laugh for the entire show? No, maybe no. genuinely. <laughs> well, right, right. He seemed much more genuine through this little goodbye scene. Mm. Aww. It was so sad. But they've got some cleaning up to do back in Wonderland, mm-hmm. clearly. Yeah. I like that they ended that scene anyway with Will and Alice. Yeah. Because that is such a special relationship that we've, like, that's that's the relationship that's gotten the most time, screen time in this whole series. So, and it's not, you know, it's not true love. It's, you know, the other kind true of love. True friendship. Yeah. It's It's love, but it's you know, brother-sister love, and they they do love each other very much. So. They've saved each other's lives. At least once, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hearts. Mm-hmm. A couple times. <laughs> Which makes sense why Alice would say, hold on to your heart this time. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> then we get back to the tea party, back where everything originally started. And the photo that they show, this is the book that Alice has been writing. It's all handwritten and it has some drawings in it. And it has a drawing that says white king and queen. And it's a drawing of Will and Anastasia. I didn't notice that. So we do definitely know they did become the white king and queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no more red queen, no more queen of hearts, none of that. And this makes me wonder if this is then the the rule or the kingdom that originally Anastasia married into, because that guy, remember, uh, well, no, he was called the red queen, red king, right? But he was dressed in all white. Oh, interesting. I think in that case, the white and red are being symbolic colors. Mm-hmm. And that's why now Will and Anastasia are considered the white king and queens, because now they're on the good side. They want to correct everything that has been made wrong. Yeah. It wouldn't make very, much sense for her to go back and call herself the Red Queen again. Yeah. But anything's possible in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> and Cyrus and Alice have a daughter, mm-hmm. but uh, but they've never taken her to Wonderland to visit their friends. Not yet. I find that a little strange. Maybe she wasn't old enough to um, travel through a portal when you don't know where in the sky <laughs> you're going to pop out. <laughs> And the I, um, rabbit was even creeping on him, so they could have gone to visit, maybe. Yeah, I, I actually think the white rabbit was there for Alice's daughter. Really? I think, yeah, I think he was. Huh? Well, when you say thought. for her, like, do you to mean take her. to actually take her or... To lead her to Wonderland, okay. like, like he'd done for Alice. Yeah, or you could question, did Alice just follow him and he not necessarily lead her, but she followed him without his knowledge. She snuck through behind him. Uh, well, she thanked him for taking her to Wonderland. Yeah, that's true. And she would never have gone had the white rabbit not, you know, shown himself to her. Yeah. So in a sense, he kind of indirectly took her to Wonderland just by showing himself and allowing her to follow him. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was going to do the same thing with her daughter. Hmm. I liked that the tea party scene... Like, we've seen this scene before when Alice was her daughter's age. And that's when it's kind of like they wrote a wrong or they they stopped a cycle kind of thing here. So they Alice was this, like, lonely little girl who didn't feel loved by anybody when she was having the tea party. And she was always by herself. And so I really liked that they showed that it's such a family affair now. So Alice was with her reading the book and then Cyrus brought the tea and they were all together and they were all happy. So it's always nice when you can kind of like, even from a non fantasy standpoint of the TV show, like when a TV show can kind of end a cycle that's like that, that, you know, impacted the whole character's journey in the first place. Like the whole reason why Alice kept going back to Wonderland was because she wanted her father to love her. So that could be why they've never taken the daughter is the daughter doesn't need to go to Wonderland because she has that already. It's hmm. interesting. Okay. Yeah. And kind of in that same vein, the last thing Alice said was anything's possible in Wonderland, which was very appropriate. Um, <laughs> but the actual last word of the series basically was her daughter saying daddy, but it was in a happy way. And it just made me 
laugh because after all these characters with daddy issues, this girl and this last word of the series indicates exactly what you said. She has a great relationship with both of her parents and they and they lived happily ever after. A great title for this episode, which makes me think the series finale episode of Once Upon a Time will be Happily Ever After. Maybe. Because we've seen some correlations in the episode titles between the two shows already. And that that would make a very appropriate end for Once Upon a Time. Mm -hmm. What I thought was funny about this title, just and they lived with the dot 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 after it, was that I'd known it for weeks, but then coming into this episode, that was really the big question. And the title, if I had thought of it that way, was almost spoiler because we've got two characters. And it's like, are they going to die? Are they no. going to live? It's just like, and they lived. I mean, that's not how they meant it, but I think maybe it was sort of a double meaning. See, yes. Not only did they live happily ever after, the big question, yes, they lived. <laughs> See, I didn't know the title going in. I didn't even know the title after I saw the episode. I didn't know mm. the title until I did my rewatch today and I opened our document <laughs> and I saw what the title was and I was like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't know this title before I watched this episode <laughs> because I was... I was reading it as the, and they lived, period. Like, mm-hmm. they lived being, you know, Anastasia and Cyrus and the people oh, who funny. we weren't sure whether they would live or not. And then now, now's the first time that I'm like, oh, and they lived happily ever after. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it was my mind completely completed, completely completed, completed <laughs> the sentence. Like, I just thought, and they lived happily ever after. I just thought they were being sort of teaserly if i can make up a word i was just like and they lived hmm how did they live happily under jafar's rule how did they live <laughs> and who else didn't live right and they lived they who's they yeah which they <laughs> <laughs> but how else could you like how else could you end a fairy tale series right yeah it has to come back to that with the the title that we know and can love like that well happy endings can mean a lot of different things and happy endings can also mean some unanswered questions too now scott (laughs) scott sent a list of some unanswered questions and just to read a couple of these to you one of the questions is staff had better be on this list (laughs) (laughs) it's actually not but that is a very good unanswered question we want the answer to but also how is it that will ended up in storybrook I've explained a theory about that before um, because he did something to affect Maleficent and Maleficent had the dark curse for a little bit. So maybe she wrote him yeah. into the dark curse and that's why he I was don't think so. I think the rabbit Storybook. just took him there because he wanted to get away. Hmm. Uh, unless he was also cursed the whole time. Well, he was. Uh, he went. Bleh. No, I don't remember I, where I, he went after. I don't think it had anything to do with uh, Once Upon a Time's curse. I I think it was just the White Rabbit. Like, maybe he knew the Hatter, and maybe maybe because um, you know he yeah spoke about the Hatter once. Very true. I'd say he went there after, and, yeah. and like you said, separate from the curse because he had his heart with him. That's a very strange thing to have <laughs> if you don't know where you're really from well everyone did bring their possessions over. they did but nobody had a heart in a box and there was i mean that would have been somewhere else (laughs) at the very least he wouldn't have had it with him yeah i really think that the rabbit took him there because he just wanted to get away i think so too he wanted a fresh start a couple other questions here that scott brought up are um 
Is Jabberwocky still pinned to the wall? Yes. Thank Aww. goodness. Apparently. Yes. Probably. Evil woman. And also, he wanted to challenge the point of, as well, if the <laughs> laws of magic were rewritten, then why didn't everybody get super magical powers? If the actual laws of magic were changed. Right. Exactly. So, yes, it was more like temporary boost in power. Everything you did reverses when you get killed or made to be a genie. And about reversing, Scott asked, why didn't Cyrus die when the power was taken back? Mm-hmm. And that's what I guess you guys kind of answered for me. They seem to be talking like he wasn't dead. So whatever Amara used wasn't that power. Right. And what Nyx did was undid what Jafar had done. Mm-hmm. Not You think Nyx undid it? Yeah. I think they actually said that. Oh in the the episode that Nyx undid everything Jafar had done. Oh yeah. Well, and cause Jafar is the only one like Amara died. So she lost her power when she died, but Jafar would have still had his power had he not become a genie. So Nyx would have had to take some kind of action to undo. Like Amara didn't do anything. So she didn't need to undo anything Amara did. (laughs) She nixed it. (laughs) (laughs) Now this has been a great miniature series. Yeah. It's had its, low points at certain points as well but some great storylines so looking back at the series as a whole all 13 episodes what have been some of your favorite moments from this jeremy what are some of yours Mm, the wedding and the the goodbyes are definitely up there i remember one thing that came to my mind considering this question was the red queen and alice bantering at each other and i don't remember the specifics but it was whichever episode where they went and they were on sort of the there's the lights everywhere when <laughs> like at night um, is, that, is that the one when they well, were on there, the cliff there was the cave. Right? yeah the cliff yeah. and then the cave uh, and i i that's one i want to go back and rewatch just because they were pretty funny together when she was <laughs> still being red queen um clothes horse <laughs> just leave that one there <laughs> Alice and her father reconciling. Mm-hmm. That was a big moment for me. And um, and Anna and Will, right after Will got his heart back, of course, it was pretty well spoiled. But uh, <laughs> been out in the sun too long. <laughs> no, not his heart. Oh. <laughs> the, the moment was spoiled by Anna, you know, getting killed the first time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was like, that, that'll kill any. But that was a huge moment in the show, I thought. We asked you to send us your feedback on some of your favorite moments from Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. And Heather said, my top moment ever of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland is the scene where Cyrus proposes to Alice for the second time by the lake. And there are fireworks in the background from episode nine, Nothing to Fear. Mm, And Heather adds, I will really miss this show. Thanks for putting out such a great podcast. Thank you, Heather. And uh, Anthony Gonzalez designed a nice collage that we'll have for this episode over in the show notes at wonderlandpodcast.com slash 17. And it's a beautiful collage showing Will and Anastasia together. And it's really neat what he did with it. So check that that out in the show notes. And Twice Upon a Time said, my favorite part was everything with Will and Anastasia. They are perfect. But I also loved Cora and Bad Butt Alice. (laughs) What? What? Oh, Oh my goodness. 
goodness. That's, that's some good phrasing. That's hilarious. <laughs> Jenny, what are some of your favorite moments? I, of course, loved the wedding. Like, my cheeks hurt so much mm-hmm. after I watched that scene because I was smiling so much. And I loved any Tweedle moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want the to, best. I want to rewatch the whole series and just watch the Tweedles because we've talked <laughs> about some of their... Yeah, some of their facial expressions are so funny. Somebody needs to do like a Tweedle <laughs> moment compilation video. Once upon a time in Tweedletown. No, once upon a Tweedle in Wonderland. No. Once upon a Tweedle. That'd be like the short, not a series. We also got this uh, in from Jacqueline or Rumpel's Girl. She co-hosts the Once podcast with us. She said, I really loved the knave, obviously, but I really came to like Alice as well. She reminded, she remained pretty cool throughout. She reminds me of Emma and Snow from Once Upon a Time. I loved the whole Cyrus-centric story, but obviously my favorite, and remember, if you go back to like our episode one or two of the podcast, we shared this, that this was what Rumpel's girl was looking forward to the most in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. And this has been her favorite moment. It was satisfied. She said, my bunny and his hat. I have feelings about that bunny and his hat. <laughs> the bunny had a hat? Yeah. yeah. He, had, he had a top hat. <laughs> he um, tipped it to us in the opening title of this episode. Oh, which I meant to mention did. earlier, but oh, it was yeah. kind of like him tipping it off goodbye. It was a very cute opening title. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, what are some of your what are your favorite scenes or moments from this? Um, I really liked all the literallys. <laughs> um, I would like to do a compilation of all of those. I think I actually started one, so <laughs> I might finish it. Um, I also have the the banter on the cliff with the Red Queen and Alice. Like, uh, <laughs> if I wanted to push you off the or if I wanted you to fall off the cliff, I'd push you. <laughs> um, obviously, the Jabberwocky's dialogue is just great. We've joked about it for weeks now. She's, little pig, little um, pig. <laughs> <laughs> you're afraid you're doing something wrong. <laughs> um. Seeing Cora was cool. Yes. Uh, it was mm-hmm. one of my expectations. I think I probably said that in the first or second episode we recorded as well. And then my favorite scene, even though it like ripped my heart out and crushed it in its hand, was <laughs> like Will getting his heart back, which was so beautiful. And then he still loved Anastasia. And, and then also her dying like i obviously didn't want her to die but that was such a powerful scene and it was such good acting and i just i really enjoyed that that storyline and that scene was was amazing even though it was heartbreaking in our chat room right now love once upon a time in wonderland said anything with cyrus (laughs) and joel countered to say everything with jafar (laughs) and uh, they both agree that jafar is so good at being bad Mm-hmm. And also, uh, we got this from Golf Theria saying that their favorite thing was the White Rabbit's attitude. <laughs> and my favorite scenes or moments were seeing Cora, of course, <laughs> <laughs> because I was so looking forward to that. And it it was the best episode, I think. That and this episode, very closely tied. But I think for expectations, 
the episode with Cora, I think, satisfied those expectations the most than mm. any other episode. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily yeah. the best, maybe the best, but I, I really like that one. Also, discovering who Anastasia was. I really liked that. Getting to discover how they actually have this background relationship and everything there. And obviously the wedding, too. Right. Hmm. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was appropriate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> um, I forgot to mention one of my favorite things. I loved the um, Jeremy. You reminded me of this uh, in the carriage when the Red Queen and Alice were in in the carriage going towards the cliff thing. Um, my favorite line that the Red Queen or that that's my favorite line in the series actually when the Red Queen said, "There's a darkness everywhere when the sun goes down." <laughs> <laughs> favorite line. I love that. Best line of the series, I think. <laughs> well, that's a great thing to bring up. Do you guys have favorite lines from the series? Uh, please comment on the show notes at wonderlandpodcast.com slash 17. And I want to ask each of you, my co-hosts, <laughs> what your favorite lines are. If you know them, I'll give you a moment. And I'll say my favorite line was seeing the head of Tweedledum. <laughs> I think she's on to us. <laughs> uh, Best line, great. I think, from the series. There has to be, there were a few things Will said that had me rolling, but I can't remember what they are. Erin, do you have a favorite line? I would need to, I feel like I need to do a rewatch to like properly remember the lines, (laughs) but Will is hilarious. I loved a lot of the Jabberwockies, just not even her lines, but just her delivery of them. (laughs) But um, the one thing that's like stuck with me kind of, through the whole series are two lines from the trailer, which, as I mentioned, I watched a billion times um, leading up to the show. So I really love, you know, as well as I do, Alice, nothing is impossible in Wonderland. I'm kind of disappointed that they changed that around for the last couple of episodes to anything is possible in Wonderland. Um, Just because impossible is more the word from the original books. Hmm. Um, And then I, I love the line that kind of set up the whole Alice and Will relationship, which was once long ago, I got you back your heart. Now you need to help me get back mine. So I really like that line. Hmm. Jeremy, do you have your favorite line yet? No, <laughs> just go watch all the Will scenes where he says funny things and you'll, you'll hear it. <laughs> I know a funny Will line. <laughs> when he's talking about that he's trying to sleep but they're just jabber 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 and he tried counting sheep but (laughs) well you know this has been an awesome journey we really appreciate your being with us for this journey as we talk about wonderland and this great show and it really has been a great show do not unsubscribe from the podcast yet because we will have some surprises and we will tell you when you can unsubscribe from the podcast. Do not unsubscribe it in, uh, from it until then. But this amazing TV show that we've been watching would not be possible without the great cast and crew. And there are so many people that have been part of this and played such great parts. But I want to highlight the main people that really deserve so much of the credit. Sophie Lowe as Alice, Peter Gaddio as Cyrus, Michael Soka as the Knave of Hearts and Will, Emma Rigby as Red Queen or Anastasia, Naveen Andrews as Jafar, 
and John Lithgow as the White Rabbit. And the executive producers have made some amazing work on this. Eddie Kitsis, Adam Horowitz, Steve Perlman, and Zach Estrin. And Jane Espenson has done some co-writing, too, and many writers, too. There are several different writers and several different directors who have done an amazing job at helping make so many of these beautiful moments and such a great miniature TV series. And big, (laughs) big thank you for putting all of this together that we could enjoy and make this podcast about. We could not have seen such a beautiful story if it wasn't for all of that. Now, there is a minor, minor little spoiler that you might be excited about. We'll share that after we close this episode (laughs) out, just in case you don't want to be spoiled. It wasn't big enough for Hunter to send in an actual spoiler clip, but we are going to share something cool with you. (laughs) So you'll have to stick around for it. (laughs) (laughs) But also, please do go to the website wonderlandpodcast.com slash 17 and let us know what your favorite moments were and what your favorite line was from the series. And if you haven't left a rating and review, please go to wonderlandpodcast.com slash iTunes to review us in iTunes. We really appreciate that support. All of the reviews that we've gotten before, all of your feedback, all of your kind encouragement, all of the discussion going on at the forums over at wonderlandpodcast.com slash forums, your comments on the show notes, your voicemails, your everything that you've helped do to make this episode so amazing and the series so amazing and making the experience amazing for the community. Thank you. There, I really can't say thank you enough. We appreciate the donations. Just the support, just saying thank you for doing the podcast. It's a really cool podcast. We really appreciate that. And I can't put into words, as you can tell, how much (laughs) that we appreciate your support and being part of this community with us. Please continue to follow us on social networks and keep going to the website because we have Once Podcast over there, which most likely you already listen to. But you can follow us on Twitter at Once Podcast, our main account, and follow each of us individually on Twitter. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and you can follow me on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Phlegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. I'm Aaron, and you can follow me on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at Twitter.com slash Jenny's Nook. I also want to thank several people who have made Wonderland Podcast possible with their kind support and helping us in so many different ways over the last season of volunteering and working for the podcast. Slurpees108 has done a fantastic job sorting our feedback. Jack writing our show notes. John Buchanis for editing our episodes. Hunter Hathaway for providing our spoilers. Jacqueline or Rumpel's Girl and Matthew Paul for moderating the forums. Jacob for help with the screenshots. Aliascape and Aaron for moderating the chat room. And Jaren and Jeremy, Aaron, and Jenny for co-hosting this podcast. And especially to you, for being part of this wonderful community about this great TV show that we've been enjoying. Please continue the conversation in the show notes over at wonderlandpodcast.com, or you can always email us feedback at wonderlandpodcast.com or leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or send a voice message through the website at wonderlandpodcast.com. Even though the series is now over, remember, hold on to your heart this time, all right? Oh,
and thanks for listening. Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks for those who have supported Wonderland Podcast through the many episodes. And if you'd like to continue supporting it, we welcome any donations, even after we finish podcasting. Remember, don't unsubscribe until we tell you. But if you'd like to donate to Wonderland Podcast, go to wonderlandpodcast.com slash sponsor. Okay, now for some spoilers. Spoilers. I already know the spoiler, so I can stay for once. (laughs) (laughs) You can stay for once? Speaking of once. (laughs) Speaking of once. Next year, at some point, apparently, Michael Sacha is coming to Once Upon a Time. Yep. That'll be awesome. I think that they purposely released this spoiler when they did. They purposely released only his name and made us all assume that Anastasia was dead. (laughs) Because how would he be only joining the cast? True. Unless, you know, there always has to be some thing happening. So maybe somehow he will be separated from her. She might not be, you know, in the show. Although that would be great if they both showed up somehow. It could be in a couple ways. Maybe he could go to Storybrooke because after all, that was his home for a long time. Or it could be that maybe some of our characters go to Wonderland and he's there to greet them and talk with them maybe in a couple episodes or one episode. I I heard that he is going to be a series regular. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah. Makes us wonder, makes me wonder where might they take the show in season four? Once upon a time, that is. Well, and they could, it could be from a variety of perspectives because he has ties to the Enchanted Forest. Like there's already been a crossover to that effect with Robin Hood and Maleficent. And then he has ties to Storybrooke, which has also been a crossover. We know Anastasia has ties to Ashley, which is a crossover. And then plus Wonderland. Right. So we could see some great new humor in Once Upon a Time as well because yeah. of of will's personality and that will be a lot of fun i think to see in once upon a time i do wonder if they planned this the whole time because his character is really the only one that has had any number of like he's had tons of once upon a time proper crossover things yeah it's hard to say because there's that's been one of the number one comments i've seen is whatever people say about wonderland they're like can we just get will on once upon a time because he's (laughs) awesome yeah (laughs) but now i want anastasia there as well now that she's not evil and stuff yeah for sure yeah so we'll see what happens there 
make sure that you're subscribed to our other podcast, oncepodcast.com. But I have a feeling you probably already are. (laughs) And please remember to follow Hunter and thank her for a great job that she's done in providing spoilers for One's Podcast and Wonderland Podcast. You can follow her on Twitter at bitofpixiedust. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thank you.